Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope is a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, and Sheldon Boyce, our assistant producer, who's actually producing this episode. And so, Sheldon, thank you for doing that. Uh, they do all the hard work of making sure that these podcasts come out each and every Friday. Uh, and also, I, I appreciate uh, just uh, them making sure that those of us who are in here are so well cared for for each of these podcasts. Um, thank you, the listener, for listening. Uh, if, they, if you find value in these podcasts, please share them with somebody else. Uh, if you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds Church related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, I'm excited as, as summer is sort of coming to a close and we're getting ready to, to head into what we call our fall series, our fall, like, I guess not series, but our fall period here at, at Crosswinds, uh, sort of our fall kickoff. I have with us um, Betty Ryan, who's our executive pastor, also one of the leaders over at Celebrate Recovery. And I've asked her to come on in and, and share a little about what, what to look forward to in the fall and, and to invite some of you to participate in that ministry. Betty, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, I'm excited to be here to talk about Celebrate Recovery, Craig. How long have you been a part of Celebrate Recovery? I think it's 17 years. So, so, so you've been a part of it for a while. I, when did you start being part of the leadership of Celebrate Recovery? I started with Celebrate Recovery when it first began to take shape here at Crosswinds, and there's a whole story behind that. But um, immediately when I came in, I just uh, started being the volunteer coordinator because my husband was on the leadership team for Celebrate Recovery. And so from there, it just kind of blossomed from one thing into the next, where then when the opportunity came to lead the ministry, the person who was leading it was moving on to a different role, which was perfectly fine. And so when that opportunity came about, I was excited to go and pray about it. Uh, it's a scary thing a little bit. It's a lot of responsibility, I felt like, but um, uh, grateful to have uh, jumped into that. And, you know, uh, not only have you invested in, in Celebrate Recovery here, but you've helped uh, in, in our Celebrate Recovery and yourself have helped other Celebrate Recoveries in our region uh, get up and started, right? Yeah, it reminds me of, you know, where you have a church that does church planting. You yeah. know, we're called to do that in other areas, and we've uh, really been excited about the opportunity to do that with other Celebrate Recoveries in our region, if you will. And our leaders are so excited to be able to do that. It refreshes them and encourages them when they watch a new ministry get started. And... Uh, so when people talk about the impact that Crosswinds Celebrate Recovery has had, really, it, uh, it goes farther than I could imagine when you think about people in other parts of, the, um, of this area who've been impacted. Well, I've said many times, you know, when I, when I came, I was grafted into this church over nine years ago now. It's hard to believe. Um, but one of the things I was excited about was Celebrate Recovery. Uh, you know, I'd had friends who had pastored in churches where that ministry was, was an active part of their church. Little did I know how much Celebrate Recovery has really uh, influenced the DNA of our church and how many key leaders within our church have come through Celebrate Recovery. And, and so I, I guess I started out with this, with this question. I've asked you a couple, but this is key question, I guess, is what is Celebrate Recovery? So if someone hasn't, hasn't been around the church, or even if they have been and, and they have sort of an idea of what they think it is, 
you tell us what it really is. Like, what is Celebrate Recovery? What is this ministry that's impacted so many people's lives? Yeah, Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered recovery program. And I have to clarify that a little bit. There are other very helpful um, programs out there, if you will, like an AA group or something like that. The difference in Celebrate Recovery is that it is Christ-centered, is that is uh we know who our higher power is. It's Jesus Christ, and we don't apologize for that. We do find freedom and um, uh, so much hope in understanding that. But Celebrate Recovery is more than just habits. It's hurts, habits, and hang-ups. So the Celebrate Recovery ministry was formed back at Saddleback Church in California. Oh my gosh, it's I know it's 35 maybe years ago. I don't have that exact date, but a long time ago. And um, a hurt is something that somebody experiences in their life that certainly um, affects their ability to go forward 100% in their relationship with Christ. There's something that is holding them back. And then the habit, a lot of times those are things that come out of some of those hurts that we've experienced. Those are can be addictions of many, many, many different kinds, not just drugs and alcohol, includes drugs and alcohol, but many different things. And then we have hang-ups. Hang-ups are those things that um, create angst and uh, fear within us, anger, uh, whatever it is, again, that is limiting your ability to go 100% into your relationship with Christ and allow him to really give you the opportunity to fulfill your purpose, right, and his plan for your life. So Celebrate Recovery is hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And when you come to a Celebrate Recovery on a Friday night at Crosswinds Church, you will see people in all of those different areas talking about those things that have happened in their life and the healing process that they have encountered through Christ. You know, I often think of uh, when I'm having conversations with people and they're, saying, and they're asking me questions about, you know, where can I get help with this and that? Many of those roads do point to celebrate recovery. Uh, I say, you know, why don't you at least, if nothing else, check it out and see if it's for you, uh, because it does cover the gamut. You know, anywhere from somebody who just is is uh, wrestling with a lack of peace in their life and trying to figure out why, um, and, and so much of that, like you said, goes back to the hurts. Right, the hurts are, are what creates these hangups and habits many times in our life. But you know, a lot of times those conversations are with people who are like in the midst of of, of trouble. They're in the midst of a rough water, and, and um, I can't help but think that you know maybe someone's listening to this and they're saying you know life's going really well, but the reality of it is. I, I'm like the preemptive person. Like, you know, I'm like the type of person where if I can learn from someone else's failure and not follow in that failure, I want to learn from that. Like, you know, I'd rather sort of have the, 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 the warning and the tools so that when those rough waters hit, I know which direction to go. And, and so as I was praying about this episode, you know, coming up, I thought, you know, I want to put a shout out there to people who are saying, man, life's just going really good. The tools that you can learn and celebrate recovery will serve you well in every area of your life, every relationship, your work. Um, and uh, if you find yourself in rough waters, um, you will have the tools ready to, to, to navigate you out of those waters much quicker than if you wait until you're in the waters to get those tools. Does that make sense? Would you, would you echo that a little bit? I mean, all of us have hurts, habits, and hangups. So, um, but the reality of it is, for some, they go, well, it's not as bad as so-and-so's. But why would you wait? What if they do become as bad? And, and, and why compare yourself anyway? Why not just explore a ministry that is all about freedom? I, I can't see the downside in that. No, I don't see any downside huh. in that at all. Um, and I think somebody's hurt, habit, or hang-up is 
is specific to them. If it hinders your relationship with Christ, you really can't compare a hurt habit and hang up with somebody else because our characters and our personalities handle things differently. We talk about it all the time in the different steps of Celebrate Recovery. Someone might spend a lot of time on the first step, which is denial, but they might come to that second step and it might just it might go well for them and easy. Somebody else might find that they've come over denial. They know there's a problem going on. They got to figure it out. But that fifth or sixth step is causing them delay. So it's really hard to compare each other and say, well, mine isn't as bad as that person's. Because if it's hindering your progress and your walk and your future and your life, it, it it's something that you need to address. And I also think you talk about the tools, but there's also community that you build. Oh, that's good. And so if you are gaining these tools, a lot of that revolves around having a community of people where you don't feel condemned for some of the things you might be struggling with, but rather you have accountability and support. Um, not someone who's going to say, don't worry about it. Someone who's going to say, let me help you work through this so that you can, um, so that that doesn't hinder your progress anymore. Yeah. I mean, if we're comparing ourselves to someone in the sense of a model of saying, you know, that person has some attributes that I want to engage in my life and it's encouraging, it's motivating. That's not a bad thing. But most of the time when people compare themselves with somebody else, what I find is it's, it's demotivating, right? It's, it's, either, it's either, well, I'm not as bad as that person, therefore I don't need help. Which is, which is harmful, or I'm so much worse than that person, I'm beyond help. And either way, it, it's, it's a devastating thing for an individual to write themselves off in, in both of those cases. And, and so, you know, I love what you say, you know, whatever's hindering us in our life, our walk with God and others, um, Celebrate Recovery is there to help give the tools to, to find that freedom and that flourishing that God has for us. Well, you can take that comparing even one step further. When you're comparing, you're either putting yourself above somebody else or below yeah. somebody else. Neither of those is going to be helpful for you. They're going to make you view others through the lens that was not um, was not the uh, not the vision or the goal. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The, the flip side is if you come into celebrate recovery and you see someone who has wrestled with similar things as you, everyone is unique but similar things, and get to see their victories. Hopefully, that encourages you to say, "What God has done in the life of another, He can do in mine as well." And that's where community can be really powerful. Like you said, not a, not a community that's judgmental, but one that's there to love and to care and to, and to help invest in in seeing God's best in another's life. Um, that's that's a that's a beautiful thing to be a part of, and to see that it's possible. See, it's possible. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you when you mentioned the comparing comparing, you also talked about well, I'll never get there. Kind of a statement, you know. I I'm. It's hopeless for me, but it's really not. When you hear the stories that have come through Celebrate Recovery, both locally and around the world, because yeah. this is a worldwide ministry, um, God is working everywhere, which is a miracle in and of itself, right? And I think that's a that's a powerful thing to bring up, too. It's been around for many years, mm-hmm. and it has, it has flourished in, in different cultures. Yes. And so the principles that, that are applied are... are um, are sort of universal principles. They're God's principles, right? They're timeless principles, and uh, they've been proven uh, to make a difference in people's lives. Like you said, not just in our church and regionally, but even in our country, but throughout the world, people have found freedom through this. And so um, if, if you're out there listening, and uh, if you can't tell I'm a big fan mm. uh, of not just Celebrate Recovery, but those who have gone through it, who, you know, it's it's a, um, what's the word? It's a confidential ministry. You know, yeah. people are anonymous. Uh, and so if you're a part of it, you don't have to worry about anyone else sharing your information. They don't do that. They're very, very, very protective 
of the people who are part of that ministry. And yet, over the nine years that I've been here, as anonymous and as confidential, the people who are in it are, are so excited about God's doing their life. I know who they are because they come to me. Sure. And they say, hey, you know, I, here's a mile marker I just hit, or this is what God's doing in my life. Or They're not sharing about other people. They're not. They, they keep confidence. They're sharing about themselves, which they have full ability to do, right? The freedom to, to share what God's doing in their life. And, and for me, it, it's just um, a great part about being a lead pastor of a church with, with a ministry that is really radically changing trajectories, not just in individual lives, but families. I've heard more people talk about sort of these, these family, I call them curses. The scripture calls it that way, too. It's just this generational garbage. And, and, so, and, and someone says, enough. Enough. God has something more for us than this. They go to celebrate recovery and they stop it. Like it's done, right? And the next generation gets to gets to reap the reward of having that stopped by the power of God. And so um, if you're out there and you know, you're like, well, I, you know, by the way, if you're out there and you have an addiction, check out Celebrate Recovery. Right. But if you're out there and say, well, I have an addiction, yeah, check out Celebrate Recovery. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it's for all of us. So as we head into the fall... Yes. You know, and and, uh, and look forward to sort of, you know, summer sort of that time where, uh, for me, you know, things are just sort of fun crazy, right? You know, I mean, schedules change at a, at a moment's notice. You know, it's it's a it's a beautiful weekend, and you know, all of a sudden you're saying, "Well, we didn't plan on doing something, but let's get away. Let's do this." You know, we're in one of the most beautiful parts of the country. Uh, you know, my wife's a kayaker, and her and her friend here at church they kayak. You know, and so they'll even after Sunday say, "Hey, let's just go kayaking." You know, it's just such a beautiful day. That happens throughout the year. If you have kids, it happens even more, right? Yes. Uh, with the activities, but now as as sort of the fall comes in, whether you have kids or not, there's that feeling of I wouldn't say routine, maybe. That's the word I'll use, where there's more of a routine starts coming back into play again. Um, in New York, we realize that the, the weather changes a little bit. And, and so, you know, for the skiers out there, you're excited. But for the for the other 90% of us, uh, we're, we're like, okay, uh, you know, but routine's the word, right? And especially, um, you know, even though my kids are out of the house, um, Routine still seems to be a part of it. I'm married to a school teacher, right? Mm, so yeah. that type of thing. As people are starting to develop their new routine for this new year, right, as, as we come in from fall. I'm an old student pastor, so my year isn't from January 1st to the end of December. It's always from September 1st through the end of August. And so as we, as we look at this sort of routine, what, what would you say to them as you're, as you're looking at forward to what's going to be happening in Celebrate Recovery and their potential involvement? And by the way... You may be sitting here, and I, I, I sort of put a caution about this, but maybe you know someone like myself when I'm talking to them who you know this could be a big big difference in their life. Not judgmentally, but just throw it out there. I just always just throw it out there. I say, hey, look, here's a ministry I know have changed many people's lives. Maybe you want to check it out. And so if you're listening to this, you're like, Wait a minute, I don't need that right now, or maybe you've been through it. Just remember that there's people all around us who, who could benefit from this amazing ministry. But I'm going I'm to close my yap for a minute and, and let you answer the question. You know, as fall comes in, routine comes in, why, you know, what, what's, what should someone be looking forward to at Celebrate Recovery this, this coming school year? Yeah. First of all, I just want to say that, you know, you, you talk about how people come to you in this confidential ministry and share their stories with you. And I believe it's because Crosswinds is very open in understanding of the power of God in someone's life. And so we appreciate that. And I think people will feel that not only at Crosswinds 
on a Sunday morning or, or in a small group or whatever they're involved with, but at Celebrate Recovery on a Friday night. So our new series starts on September 22nd, okay. Friday, September 22nd. So it's coming right up, right? Yeah. And we begin with denial. And it takes us um, about a year. It takes us about, well, what we talk about is the season, right? It takes us about that whole season, that ministry season, although we go all year long every Friday night, uh, to get through those 12 steps. And we do that at a service type of format. And I love this because it's different than any other type of recovery program that you're going to go to. You're going to come and you're going to hear um, a teaching about those steps and how to apply those in your life and stories from people who have experienced things um, that you can relate to, that you can begin to understand. So you're going to be able to take those stories, take the teachings, and use them in your life. So it's very important. These Friday nights are more than getting together and um, gaining community, which is very big. It's huge and important. But you're also going to get get some teachings and some testimonies and some different things that will help you to say, oh, I see how this is working. Um, Oh, I have hope for this particular area of my life. That's exactly what I struggled with. Or um, that's exactly what I needed to hear to move forward. Um, We have seen again and again and again how God uh, uses the conversations that take place at Celebrate Recovery to encourage, to help, and to guide others on this path of recovery. So September 22nd, we start again. Now, does that mean that if you miss September 22nd, you can't join in? Of course not. It's all year long, and any of those lessons will be able to help you, and you'll be able to apply any of the lessons that you hear there on a Friday night. But it's fun. Yeah, so don't let keeping, don't let not being near September 22nd keep you from taking this great step. That's right. But September 22nd will be a fun a fun night. The week before that, we'll be doing some fun things um, in regards to a special teaching that we've already got planned uh, before that. So, But on the 22nd is when we really kick off the new season and are excited to see uh, everything that uh, God is going to do. Every year, we see amazing things happen. Our leadership team is very devoted. And, you know, one of the things I I think it's important to share is our leadership team are not people who come in and say, I'm going to help those people. We believe that there's no difference. We are all those people. And our leadership team has all been through uh, a 12-step process, if you will. That's a a whole nother event part of this ministry. Um, And they've all come in and shared their story of their hurt habit or hang up, and um, have been very open and transparent with others. So these are leaders who understand what it means to go through the process and are excited to help somebody else and to guide somebody else. You know, but take a little bit of time and talk about the level of engagement, because I know that someone's just stepping in on Friday night, that the expectation would be that, you know, they can be as engaged as they decide to be on that first night, but there are some who's going to take a while before they take whatever the next step is. So talk about some of those steps and the levels of engagement of someone who comes in, for instance, on September 22nd for the first time, and and where that engagement can lead them in in this healing journey here. Sure. First of all, let me share where this ministry takes place, because it takes place in the kids' ministry side of the church, and I've heard several people who will park in another area, and that was their excuse to leave. Hmm. So make sure you get to the right place in the church. We are here 
don't just find so if you typically come in the coffee shop entrance Mm -hmm. it's the other one that's right the other main entrance we have three entrances it's not the one where it's a glass foyer it's the children's ministry entrance they come in at that's right and you'll see cars there People tell me uh, the longest walk they ever took was the one across the parking lot to come through the doors. Wow. Because it can be scary and it's hard. So that's why I mentioned that. There will be somebody there to greet you, just to help you feel comfortable, to answer your questions, not to overwhelm you. Um, Somebody will be there to guide you through the evening and help you understand what it's all about. We do have an opportunity to go into small groups, and we separate those small groups, men with men and women with women, just for a comfort level of the sharing time. You have an opportunity during that time through some really specific safety guidelines that we've put in place to help people feel comfortable in their time of sharing. There's a respect that needs to take place during that time. And um, you can share. You can stay silent if you like. There's no obligation to do any of that. When you walk Is there in, an obligation to go to the small group? There's no obligation to go to the small group. So you can Absolutely come, check not. out, be a part of a large gathering and say, okay, I'm going to process this. And as far as engagement goes, take a little bit of time before you even jump into a small group then? That's a great point. Absolutely. I love that perspective too, Craig, because I've been there so long that I can forget how it felt to walk through the doors the very first time. But definitely to come and just experience it, experience the service, experience the worship. Uh, Everything that we do there on a Friday night is really geared toward helping people in their recovery. Again, so each and every lesson is geared toward one of those steps in helping people move forward in their own recovery. Now, talk a little bit. You you talked about the the twelve step. That's that's mm-hmm. that's another level of engagement, right? That that you have the the Friday night. You have the small groups on Friday night. But talk a little bit about that that process. I know I've heard some things like life inventory or something, and and, and talk to those who are listening about what that is. And to me, I feel like um, like. There's great benefit to showing up for the large gathering, great benefit to being part of the small group. But some of the individuals I've talked to who said, well, I went to Celebrate Recovery and it just didn't work for me. And by the way, I'm old enough now when I've heard that, like you can put that about church or anything. You know, I went to the gym, it didn't work for me. You know, the reality of it is most of the time, if we were to be honest with ourselves, we didn't do the work. Right. So something like very seldom is there anywhere we place ourselves where it's supposed to work for us. It's a tool for us to work to, in order to be find healing. Right. I mean, it's not automatic. We've got to put some effort into it. So if we're engaging, we're there on a Friday night, we're engaging, we're part of these small groups. What's another level of engagement that you see people go through? But I think in, in all honesty is, is sort of the, um, the gold of celebrate recovery, if you will, sort of that, you know, you have to mine it, right? You got to go and be a part of it, but it's a powerful part of the the celebrate recovery uh, process. That's a great analogy. You have to mine it. I think I'm going to have to use that. Thank you. I love that analogy. Um, I liken it to if you come to church on a Sunday morning, you want to maintain community and go a little deeper. And so you would join a small group at a church, something like that. So you come to celebrate recovery on a Friday night. You're investing in yourself. You're investing in your future. You're investing in Uh, Again, moving beyond some of these things that have held you back specific to that. Now, that is an open group. It's confidential, but anybody can come on a Friday night, and we invite all people to come on a Friday night. 
On a different night of the week, we have these groups called 12-step studies. And during these 12-step studies, we're very specific in answering certain questions and going through a process of these 12 steps with a group of people that you engage with for, again, about a year. So um, we'll have a women's 12-step start study start, and then we'll have a men's 12-step study start. And those groups will uh, come together. Usually we limit it to maybe 10, 10 people, around 10 people. They come together, they begin to open those books and really start to dig into some specific questions. And I agree, Craig, it's where it gets really hard. And so I have seen people start a 12-step midway through quit because when you come to that inventory and you do that spiritual inventory is what they call it. so you Which kind is of, where you're looking deep inside yourself, allowing God and others to speak into where you really are, right? Absolutely. What you're doing is you're writing down the things that have happened in your life, the people who have hurt you, the people you have hurt. Because when we are hurt, we take some of those things that we have experienced and we now relay those onto other people, whether it's intentional or not. Those are some of the things that we do, and we want to stop doing that. So I encourage people, if that has happened to you, look at that, because it could be that you're um, reflecting some of the things that have happened to you onto other people. That's not how God intended it. That's where forgiveness comes in, and that's hard. But those are some of the things that we talk about. So when people come in, they come in and they finish this 12-step process. And those who don't finish it, honestly, I see them oftentimes come back and start again. Sure. You know, so they begin to realize, okay, I missed it. I didn't get through this part. There was something I was really struggling with. They needed a little time. Sometimes there's counseling that takes place along the way as well. Which speaks of engagement too. Again, mm-hmm. where you, you don't say, oh, well, you dropped out of a 12-step. You can't do it. You can't do uh, you can't start up again. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. okay. You know, something, something, there's a barrier here, mm-hmm. and we're going to respect what's happening there. We're going to encourage you, but we're going to respect what's happening there, and the door's open to, to start the process again. I love that. We we talk about 12 steps, um, people who have done multiple. I've done multiple 12 yeah. steps, and it's like the peeling of an onion. You know, you take off the outer layer, and then God begins to work on the different things. I say, boy, if God had worked on everything all at the same time, I don't know how I would have handled it. Certainly with God, I would have handled it fine. But I love the way that he'll help me in layers, help me to understand a certain aspect of my life. And then maybe a few years down the road, I'll do another one. And when I lead the 12 steps for people, I participate as well. It's not just leading, but it is also participating and gaining um, some more freedom myself and some more understanding. So as we're heading up to uh, that September 22nd date, again, that's on a hard date. Uh, you know, come on out. If, if you can come out earlier, come out earlier. If you can Excellent. come out later, come out later. If for whatever reason you're listening to this podcast and it's uh, January, um, come on out. You know, it's it's every Friday night. You guys have met like on Christmas Day when it yes. hit on a Friday. Yes. So, I mean, you know, the chance of you showing up on a Friday night and see are not happening. It has happened like with snowstorms and reluctantly they don't meet. Uh, but but just for safety, they, they, they can't. Uh, but outside of those type of things, I don't think there's ever a Friday night. I mean, over nine years, really, there's a handful that I can say you didn't have uh, celebrate recovery. So chances are you can check the website. You can call if you're wondering if it's this Friday night. But 99.9% of the time, it's going to be this Friday night showing up. Yeah. Uh, it's at what time? 
It starts, so the doors open at 6 o'clock. We have a dinner, which is a great opportunity for people to find community. I'll tell you, the first time you come in, you may desire that dinner and come in, and you'll be able to sit at a table and talk to some people. You may want to come at 7, which is when the worship service starts, and you may find that as you work your way in a little bit, that 6 o'clock time you start to look forward to because, again, that's the time where you just get to chat and eat dinner together. Uh, And you don't have to worry about making dinner. No. Oh, so if no. you're coming from work or whatever, just show up and, and dinner's there for you. That's right. Sometimes it's pizza. Sometimes it's something different that we have homemade, uh, depending on there are volunteers who do that for us. So we're excited about that. So again, the doors open at 6. The worship service starts at 7. And we move. We have our large group time where it's a teaching, um, a testimony. Again, that worship from 7 to 8. We go into our small groups about 8 o'clock, depending on the timing of the service. And then after our small groups, they can last anywhere from a half an hour to an hour, depending on the engagement on that particular night. Um, We come out for coffee and snacks, and we call it, in the midst of our groups, we have a guideline that says no crosstalk. In other words, I cannot interrupt you in your story, because if I do that now, I'm placing my my ideas and my thoughts on you, and that's not what you came there for. You came there to be able to share your story. But afterwards, when we go in to have coffee together, those are the times when you can re- – you've heard some stories in those groups. Those are the times when you can really start to catch up with people and gain a gain those relationships and a deeper understanding. So besides show up, mm-hmm. as we sort of wrap up, wrap up this episode, and Betty, thanks so much for being a part of it. Yeah. Um, what would you say to the person who's listening? Like, what do you feel the Lord would, would have you say to them as sort of your final words of this episode? Show up with an open heart hmm. to what God can do, because you said it before, um, Craig, whether you recognize a hurt habit in your life right now, everyone has experienced them because it's life on this earth and we live in a world that is full of those struggles. So we all have them. If you come with an open heart and an open mind, God will do the work. I can't fix it. None of us can fix it for you, but God can, and he's powerful. That's good. Good word. Good word. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Again, if uh, you found value in it, maybe someone else will find as well. Um, Introduce them to the podcast. Uh, If you think Celebrate Recovery is something for you, uh, I hope you'll consider coming on out on Friday night. Uh, Don't wait till the end of the month. Come on out this Friday night and be a part of Celebrate Recovery. And if you know somebody, again, it's not about judging. It's not about pushing. It's just about encouraging, saying, hey, did you know this is something that's offered at Crosswinds that may be of use to you? Share it with them. Share this podcast with them. That may be the easiest thing. You don't want to say anything. Let Betty share with them what Celebrate Recovery is about. Um, As always, thanks for listening. If if you uh, want to check out all things Crosswinds or this podcast, go to crosswinds.church. I hope you'll join us next week. These uh, come out every Friday. And so I hope you'll join us next week with the podcast. But for now, be blessed and bless others. 